Welcome to The Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton. Now, my guest today is Senator for South Australia representing the Australian Greens, Sarah Hanson-Young. Sarah, thank you for talking to me today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Well, look, I have to say that the sight of you recently standing up in Parliament asking that question, have we actually been paid yet? It actually made our year because you said it out loud. We have been waiting for someone to say it out loud. And those infamous words, is it because it's zero? Well, it spawned a number of T-shirts up here. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's become a bit of a mantra for us because we're afraid that that's mm. actually the answer to the question we've been asking. Is it because it's zero? So number one, thanks for actually being our voice. And number two, has anyone answered this question yet? Well, no, they haven't. I mean, in a, in a very long-winded, bureaucratic type of way, we get a response about how long these things take. Um, but let me be really clear, I take that as a grain of salt because we've known you know, throughout this year in particular, in the midst of COVID, there have been unusual things done all over the place in order to help those industries and individuals and business who, is, who have needed it at the time. And the irony was not lost on me that while uh, I was being told it takes time to get the money out the door uh, in relation to the art support, uh, we'd found out that the proper process for um, kind of to go through a uh, checks and balances for an extra $10 million to Foxtel, uh, well, they put aside the proper process and they just ticked it off at Cabinet and, and the check's been sent. So um, it's actually just not good enough. And what I think is the most concerning is that right from the beginning, uh, the arts and the creative sector have really been uh, left in the lurch. Um, we've known right from the beginning that it was the, the sector that was the hardest hit. And uh, the first hit, it's still suffering. I'm here in Adelaide today and we've just found out that we've got another uh, cluster um, and there's talk of going into another big, strong lockdown, such as what's been in Victoria over the last few months. And uh, that impacts our arts and cultural uh, sector terribly. And, of course, we love our arts and culture and our festivals here in South Australia, so that will be devastating if we face that ahead of uh, Christmas. And that's the thing is that we can't actually, we can't work online. There's, there's the, the model, the economic model doesn't su support our industry working online. So we really need that ability to connect with people live. And I, I find it quite fascinating that you bring up the whole Murdoch thing. Why do you think there's a difference between the media industry and our industry in their proportionate response? Well, it's all about who your friends are and, <laughs> and the influence that you have, unfortunately, in this place. It's often more about um, who, you, who, who, who is pulling the strings and uh, who's got the influence in, in the cabinet room, I'm concerned that the attitude towards arts and culture from the Prime Minister himself is just not very healthy. It's not, he's, he's just not an arts guy. And um, unfortunately, uh, he's forgetting that he's meant to be a Prime Minister for all Australians, not just those who like going to the football. Hmm. Yes, it's funny that you mentioned the football. So we've got the state of origin here on Wednesday and our government has just released their easing restrictions starting tomorrow, but you still get fined $6,000 if you dance at an indoor venue, but you can have 50,000 people at a sporting event, but you can dance at a wedding with 200 people So and they can't provide the science. 
once again, mm. there's a difference between sport and music. What do you think we need to do to level ourselves up so that we can compete on the same playing field? Look, I think it's a really um, it, it, it's a really interesting issue and something that we do need to tackle. And let's be fair, uh, this problem uh, and this kind of lack of respect, support and understanding of the importance of the arts uh, was there well before COVID. Um, it was this government only uh, this time uh, a year ago, so before COVID had hit, who on Christmas Eve decided to announce that they were going to cut uh, cancel the Depart Federal Department of Arts and roll it into infrastructure and transport. I mean, that says everything to me about the attitude and the understanding of the importance. And unfortunately, it's so short-sighted because we are in a rapidly changing world where our economic um, capabilities and our economic edge in the rest of the world is going to depend on our creativity our innovation, the ability to respond, the ability to think outside the square. What encourages all of those things? Um, creative thought. And uh, rather than kind of seeing as sport as um, just a kind of add-on, it should be being, uh, sorry, rather than seeing culture and art as just an add-on, such as, uh, you know, maybe some people think sport is, um, actually... It needs to be uh, central, front and centre of uh, education, of uh, well-being, um, of social, uh, dealing with social issues. It is a great leveller. It is a wonderful way of making sure there is social cohesion, as is sport, of course. Um, but I think economically, uh, we need to be seeing uh, creativity as central to uh, the jobs of the future and the education of the future. So... I went to the last election pushing for uh, the desire for a creativity commission and I still feel very strongly that we need this. And if we had a creativity commission similar to uh, the Productivity Commission or the Human Rights Commission, um, we would be able to have uh, an independent agency that really advocates for putting arts and culture at the centre of government decision-making. Um, I think that's missing. You know, we often talk about the importance of having a chief medical officer at this point in time during COVID or the chief uh, scientists as we debate how we're going to deal with things like climate change. Um, we need a creativity commission to be talking about and giving advice to government, whoever they are, about the importance of the arts and, and the creative sector uh, across the whole community. 100%. Now this talk, this is taking me to your website where you've got this let's recreate Australia. So it's you wanted to walk us through that, those three things? Yes. Yeah, so there's some really important aspects. There's wanting to make sure that while we um, are still dealing with COVID and who knows how long it's going to be here, uh, but what we do know is that the recession, uh, the worst recession since the Great Depression, is going to be here for quite some time. And there's a huge desire to spend, uh, for governments to spend money in order to stimulate the economy and to create jobs so we've said okay well there's a whole bunch of people who are out of work because of uh, the impact that COVID has had on the arts and the entertainment sector let's help those people get back to work where they can and create jobs in the meantime before perhaps we can have big festivals opened up again so making sure we can invest in that infrastructure uh, whether it's live events I know rural and regional Australia is desperate for making sure that we could get some people um, back to work, but also creating um, 
and investing in kind of the, the creative infrastructure. Maybe it's a, a new um, entertainment venue in the, in, in the civic centre in town. Maybe it's um, uh, doing an upgrade to uh, the local hall that the community group puts um, uh, concerts on. Um, perhaps it's about engaging with uh, the local school groups or the aged care home about um, making sure that they can get creative um, and arts into those facilities. Um, we know at this moment, of course, that while we've been in lockdown in many places and <laughs> in and out of lockdown, that actually drawing on our um, the work of artists has been really important, whether that's been music, film, uh, literature. Um, and that brings me to then the second element, which is I really think that with everything that has happened, we are at a huge risk of losing a generation of uh, new artists. And that would be devastating. It'd be devastating for the economic uh, and jobs uh, future, but it would be devastating for just our cultural capital. So one of the things I'd really like to see is an artist in residence in every school and every library. Um, it would be really, really important. A great way to keep young artists employed, uh, but to give the budding artists amongst our students the opportunity to see that actually there is hope and there is a future in the arts. Um, I've thought for a long time we should have, uh, you know, music classes and arts classes in every public school. You know, most of the private schools have them, but a lot of the public schools don't. Um, but this would be a way of both employing um, an artist and making sure they've got some income, but also keeping that um, uh, belief and commitment to uh, the creative uh, industries alive uh, amongst our young people. I think it's really, really important. Um, so yes, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of different ways to do it. But what I'm saying is we need a lot more than $250 million. Um, we obviously need to be investing in our screen sector as well in our Australian stories. So the third element is in relation to making sure that we actually maintain, keep and fund Australian stories. Um, the irony in all of this is that while we've been in the midst of COVID and all of the lockdowns and all of the restrictions, the government has also seen uh, uh, an opportunity to change the uh, quotas and the requirements for how much Australian content, whether that's film, documentary, uh, kids TV on our uh, television screens, um, that's a really bad move because it puts uh, the industry um, in further peril. Um, at the moment, we've had more Australians than ever before watching Netflix. Netflix and those streaming services are making an absolute bomb uh, off subscription. Well, if they want to be here in Australia, if they want to take the, the money of um, hardworking Australians, um, let's make sure that they also have to fund and support Australian-made content. Absolutely. How, I, I love all of it. It's about bloody time someone said it. And actually, you know, you've put together a structure to, to make it happen. So how can we support you to make, to help sort of help give you some more voices to make this happen? Look, I really think the most important thing is for people to, to say it, to say what that they uh, want our government and our parliamentarians to respect the arts and to fund the arts. I, I think there is, a, I've got a number of colleagues on all sides of politics who can see that this is a problem. Um, but we need to be louder in our concern. 
um, and they need to be, uh, you know, raising this voice with the Prime Minister as well. So um, if people want to support um, the initiatives that we're pushing for, um, write to the Prime Minister and say so. Pick up the phone and call your local member, whoever they are, Labor, Liberal, uh, Independent, and say, look, you know, um, it'd be great to, to work with the Greens to make sure the arts are funded properly. There's a few ideas there. Um, let's get behind it. I actually think the problem is that the government believes uh, and the Prime Minister, because he's not an artsy kind of guy, he, he doesn't think that this is valued by the community. We have to show him that that is wrong. And can you imagine what our community would be like without arts, without music? Could you imagine what it would be like without culture? He would know then if we didn't have that there. So I notice you've got a letter on your website. So anyone can go there, sign up, and that, that letter will just go out? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, sign up. And, and also, of course, we've seen there's a lot of things on the boil. So uh, it's a good way to keep up with the campaign and uh, I'll send updates to um, everyone who signs up over the coming months about what's happening. I think given um, the uncertainty of a vaccine any time soon, uh, we're going to see more lockdowns and, uh, and easing you know, as hotspots develop and then get shut down. And I think it's really important that we keep uh, Australian artists in mind at this time. The worst thing, of course, has been that in the midst of all of this, uh, despite the fact that many other businesses and workers have had access to things like JobKeeper, many artists haven't. So um, if you do see, if you are enjoying a, some uh, music from a local artist or uh, you're enjoying watching somebody's, uh, somebody on YouTube um, or you're following or you're a fan of a local artist on Instagram, actually support them because um, at this point there's very little other support on its way. And we don't want is it because it's zero to become our mantra forever. We want to know exactly. that actually someone gives a shit about our industry. Sarah, you've got artists across the world listening to this saying, thank God someone's saying it out loud. Thank you for adding your voice. Thank you for creating these wonderful initiatives. And thank you for actually giving a shit about our industry. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you today. Thanks so much.